I would expect nothing less on November 1st that Mr. Daniel would introduce the world to Christmas. You just wait till like midnight on Halloween to like get going or post Halloween. Oh yeah, dude. This is, I so I was down visiting my sister this week and I was like, huh? this is what we should do. We should on Halloween, we should dress your house up in Christmas decorations and play Christmas music while all the trick or treaters come here and they have no idea what the fuck we're doing because it's our inside joke that your house has a costume on. So actually, this is an important question. Do all the Webbers share like the love for Christmas or is this just mutually exclusive to you? Oh, no, it's unhealthy. Like Christmas is the biggest holiday for my mom, my two sisters to spend and everything. Like we have a meeting uh-huh. on Sunday at 10 a.m. where we're going to discuss all the appetizers in the meal of what <laughs> we're going to be planning out. Um, <clears throat> my little sister demands all the Christmas lists be in her inbox by like midnight Halloween. So she can start shopping. <laughs> it is it is wildly unhealthy, dude. My mom sits down at night and God bless my mother. She's one of, I mean, most of you guys know my mother. She's an yep. amazing human being. Okay. My mom's favorite thing to watch at night is the animated prep and landing series. She'll put them on repeat and just watch one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. I'm not sure. She fucking loves them. It's on Disney Plus. If you get a chance to check it out, um, I definitely think Isaac will enjoy it. Um, just because it's cartoons, it's animated, it's 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 pretty uh-huh. fucking good. But yeah, oh, okay. that is that that that's it's it, it's it's a fun thing, man. It's Christmas is the greatest, most amazing time of the year, and mm-hmm. I look forward to it more than anything else on the face of the planet. Just because I love being able to give gifts to people and and yep. just like I I don't care what I open. It's just, I have the same Christmas list every year: golf balls, golf gloves, like mm-hmm. polos, Tito's. Oh, oh. I love the Tito's, and we have, oh hashtag that's, foreshadow. Yeah, we got a little treat. <laughs> But uh, yeah, and Dan, I've lived with you. I've been to your house many times. You are the one person that has a Christmas tree up 24-7, 365. It doesn't come down. It does I, not I actually down. had to throw mine out um, this year because the middle strand of lights blew up. <laughs> so there actually currently is not one up in my house. Oh, my goodness. But, but I am waiting for them to go full-blown in Menards and Lowe's. And I'm going to mm-hmm. find the... I'm probably find an eight-foot-tall one that I definitely can't fit anywhere in my apartment with all the sports memorabilia I've bought. Like, yeah, this, yeah, uh, it's unhealthy, but I fucking love it. And I love every second of it. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, that's why we love you, Dan. And yes, this is a surprise. We do have three people on the pod, but instead of the usual tripod, we got a, 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 a guest, a new person joining us to give us their opinion. Uh, Sam, my brother, he's in the league. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm Sam, right. let's go, buddy. This was a surprise Super. to me, too, by the way. All to me, too. Uh, Super uh, excited to be here. Huge fan. I look forward to this every single week. I, Like I told you guys, like, I wake up. It's the first thing I look at. It's like, oh, is there a new podcast? Like, what's going on? So appreciate all the work and energy that you guys put into this to give us amazing content every week. Yeah, I mean, I actually, you were telling me, Sam, that last time you saw Dan, you had your roster printed out, and you asked Dan to, like, sign it, like, with the yeah. podcast, like, mm-hmm. you know, name. Oh, okay. I yeah, that'll, be, that. that'll be worth something one day. I'm, I'm saving it. <laughs> but, Sam, for people, you know, some people in the league know you, some people, you know, have gotten to know you over the last couple of years, but, you know, just, why don't you give kind of, like, just a quick rundown on who you are, you know, what you're doing with your life, where do you live, all that fun stuff, uh, for some people that maybe don't know your personal life 
Yeah, I feel like I know like maybe like half the league. Um, so I'm currently living in Michigan, a suburb of Detroit, doing my residency. I'm in my last year. It's a, yeah, it's, there's light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a <laughs> full-on train. It's a podiatry, foot and ankle, and we uh, specialize there it is. in... There's the um, foot fetish coming out. The, the foot fetish, uh-huh. <laughs> we had to just Re- get it out now. There we go. Rex Ryan has nothing on me. Um, <laughs> so it's a rear foot, uh, Charco, and trauma. I'm currently on call, so if I have to leave abruptly, you'll know why. Um, I'm married to my wife named Jessica. She's a graphic designer. We have no kids. We have, we have one kid. Best fucking dog on the face. We have of the, the best dog in the entire world. He's uh, my picture. His name's Otto. He's an English bulldog. He's currently passed out snoring on the couch. <laughs> um, he's awesome. Um, let's see. A huge Chicago Bears fan, Chicago sports fan. Uh, I like to cook. I like to be outside. I'm obviously Nick's brother. Fun fact, Nick Ruth and Nick were my flag football coach. This um, is true. I don't think this has come up awesome. on the pod. Yep. Yeah. So Coach Ruth still represent <laughs> defense, of course. Um, yeah, outside that, nothing too else. Uh, like sports, this is my second Dynasty League. Um, first one was with a few people in this league. Um, but once like, life got a little crazy, I will kind of get rid of that. Um, and yeah, I think awesome. that's about it. Yeah. No, that's well, I mean, we obviously care about like your personal life, but like I feel like the coming on the podcast is an excuse to talk about fantasy and also talk about probably what you want to talk about all the time, which is your stack team. You're the defending champ. You're crushing it this year. How are you feeling about your team? I mean, it's tough to, you know, I feel good. It's, I can't believe last week I had that many points that was, that was absolutely insane. and i hate bonkers. you sir. i hate you for yeah I, do. Yeah, I, I was at number two <laughs> i saw that you had an awesome week yeah, um yeah. i mean it's <laughs> it's nice to see the team come together and fully um peak at the same time i mean yeah. i'm a little worried that it's too early and i'll be you know not at this high when it matters um but it's nice to see that the players who I have are capable of it. Yeah, that's what shows you're doing something. 2023 right? Atlanta Braves. Yeah, exa- exa- <laughs> exactly. You get <laughs> and that, it. That's me, that's me rubbing salt into my own room because I, I am know. a diehard Braves fan. I have two framed signed Ronald Lacuna Jr. Dude, like jerseys I, in, within seven feet of me. I kid you not, Dan. I texted Nick. I was like, hey, is Dan okay after the Braves loss? <laughs> like, I wanted to make sure we didn't have to do like a wellness check on you. <laughs> oh, it, it, it got to that point in time where I was like, this it was is, a pretty I, dark night, I think. It, it, oh, it was very much unhealthy for me. Yes. Well, Sam, we're glad to have you. I know you've been, you know, you have you, t- you texting every week about the podcast and we are yeah. thankful to have loyal listeners and we know you're one of them. So we're glad that you could get on the pod and, you know, let's jump right into it. We've got a few yeah. trades that we got to recap this week. Uh, so let's start it off with the first one that went down between Chris and Kevin. And in this deal, Kevin receives hollywood brown and justice hill and in return chris received a 2025 first that is nick ruth's and a 2025 third that is actually my pick uh sam let's start with you kick us off as the newbie what were your thoughts on this deal when you saw it go through 
Um, I don't know. I guess for me, slightly confused on Kevin's side because I still don't know, don't know what he's trying to do. I feel like before that trade, he was being like, all my rosters up for sale. Um, I feel like Hollywood Brown is one of those wide receivers who's in that tier of like so many others. Um, so giving up that first round pick, I think is a lot. And for Chris, he's not going for this year. When he is going to compete, Hollywood Brown might not be, or he won't be the same player that he is. So I liked it for Chris um, overall. Dan, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit a lot of good points, Sam. It's this is essentially trading a first round, first round draft pick for Hollywood Brown, and granted, first round draft pick for wide receiver twenty one, without his starting quarterback, and mm-hmm. now without his second string quarterback, you know, <laughs> yep. coming into a rookie here, he's young. But I just, I don't buy this owning pieces in this Cardinals offense right now. There's so much uncertainty. And yeah, the, the traffic pattern has to go somewhere. He's playing, yeah. you know, over 90% of the snaps on average every single week. It makes sense to buy him, but I think paying a first is a steep, steep price. I understand it's not even the first this year. It's the first in the following year. So that does give you a little a little buffer time. But yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Sam. This is a Chris win for me, and I'm not sure unless Kevin's got extra draft capital in, in 25 that he's not worried about moving on from. I don't like it. He still has a first in 2025, uh, and he still has a first actually in coming draft. Um, but I'm with you. I think, you know, Hollywood Brown, he's, like, right on the edge of, like, high second-round value versus late first. Um, and it really comes down to if you could sell him for a first, I think that's a no-brainer. But if you can buy him for a high second, I think that's a no be- no uh, no-brainer. But, like, when you cross, like, those sides and, you know, do it in reverse – I just don't like it. So I'm kind of in the same side of you guys. I think for Kevin, it's it's not the worst trade. And I think, you know, it's not something that's going to like massively backfire. But I don't know if it's going to like massively boon and give him like, yeah. And for Chris, I mean, I think, you know, Chris was at a point where his team is, it's obviously got a nice young core, but he did not have a lot of like excess future draft capital. So I think getting the future first, getting the future third, I think that's really nice for his team that's still young. And, you know, it could certainly blow up and, you know, can, you know, start dominating sooner than we think. But we've seen young teams kind of need like an extra year or two to get going. So so I like this move for Chris too. Yeah, this is a this is a 2027 investment right here. This is you hope your your core in young quarterbacks develops, your young receivers kind of take off. Yeah. Um, the Roshan Johnson happens, and then all of a sudden you're adding these two first round draft picks in in 25, and then you got a first in 26, and you're saying, all right, 20. This is this is this is the Sam route where you go three years and you say, all right, here I go. Like I've done my three years of of grabbing talent. It's developed. I've moved on from some of it. I've grabbed some of it. I'm mm-hmm. going to compete now. Yeah, that's that's a really a fair point. And Sam being our first rebuilder, you can add some unique context with that as well. So um, anything else in this deal before we move on? I got nothing. Nothing. All right. Well, all right. So there were technically four trades this week, but I'm going to combine these next two since they it was a were, three way. It was more or less a three way. So in this three way, a good old menage a trois. Uh, in this one, Adam receives Damian Pierce. Steve receives a 2026 second round pick that is Adams, a 2026 fourth round pick that is Jerry's, and Tyler Huntley. 
And Chris receives a 2025 second round pick that is Steve's. Dan, let's start with you. And I guess let's just break it down team by team. So why don't you start with how you think Adam did with this? Uh, trading basically a 26 second, uh, 26 fourth, and Tyler Huntley for Damien Pierce. I think, and we've had this Pierce conversation, and we've gone through yeah. up and down this piece with where we think Damien Pierce is. He's not a top tier running back. Yeah, and uh, understanding that he he doesn't play for a, he's playing for a team that has to find offensive identity. And CJ Stroud's doing a great job of getting the ball around, controlling the game, but he's not. He'll get flashy later on. Yeah. Until that happens, Damian Pierce is a really, really rough play because they're going to force CJ Stroud to, to beat him. And it, it's just, I don't think Pierce has it in him. He, I, I think he's, he has a little undersized for the running back position. And I just, the, the watching some of the snap count change over to Devin Singletary, yeah. it, it, that's, that's your key sign right there that even Singletary is, you know, shorter than he is with, and lighter than he is, he's not getting the job done. And that's a scary piece to try and acquire. I, I get the, the, like why I want to get him piece to it. He's been through his buy. He's got to play a couple run happy defenses that are going to give him some yardage, but he's also proven that he can't get that yardage. He five points against Indianapolis. Yeah, he's he's not being utilized as like the the guy in that backfield. That's for damn sure. Sam, I mean, what are your thoughts when you kind of look at Adam acquiring uh, Pierce for what he paid? Uh, I mean, I actually didn't mind it for him. I think if you look at all the recent trades that's happened, so he sent what? So it's like totally, it was like a twenty six second, twenty six fourth, and Tyler Huntley. For Damian Pierce. To me, I don't think that's terrible. It, like I said, like if you look at all the other trades, like AJ Dillon was a second. You're seeing certain wide receivers go for a first. Um, and then if you look at his roster, like his he's trying to win now. So if you're trying to win now, a running back's a good bet. Um, and it's a second. I kind of like the roll of the dice of it. I know, like you said, Dan, the snap count's declining, but with this team, I mean he's gonna start you know, for the rest of the season. So a starter for a second and in that division where you're just trying to win. Um, I liked it for all the parties include or involved. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys kind of both hit like on what I want to touch base for this. I feel like, you know, Damian Pierce, it, it seems like he's not the greatest scheme fit for this new, you know, Houston Texans kind of like they've got a Shanahan deceitful uh, offensive coordinator. So they're doing more of a zone based run. And that requires like a very specific running back that I don't think Damian Pierce is. Um, so unfortunately, we're seeing some growing pains. Um, the question is, you know, will he figure it out? Will the scheme adjust? I don't know. This is a first year coaching staff. We'll, so we'll see. Um, and then, you know, ultimately getting, um, you know, Pierce for just a second. I kind of agree with you, Sam. Like, there's just such a big difference between like trading a first or trading a second. And obviously, Pierce isn't worth a second, but like, I, I don't mind rolling the dice if you're Adam, who had very limited resources to begin with, and just praying that this works out. Like, I wouldn't have done it myself, but I I respect this play as probably being his best option. I mean, it's it, understand this is the second year in the league for this kid. 
and he's on yeah. a he's on a team where again you stack the box against and say CJ Shroud, go ahead, like yeah. rookie QB uh, coming from a school that has habitually given us shitty quarterbacks. Like, let's see what you can do, and go in the longest without turning the ball over. If this offense can really become dynamic, I think Damian Pierce could definitely be the guy here. Because I I mean, I don't think too high on Isaiah Pacheco. But when you put Travis Kelsey around him, Patrick Mahomes, maybe they go. They need to get another dynamic piece. But mm-hmm. Pacheco is, could be to the moon. That's why everybody jumped on Ceh. Going, I picked a number two overall. Bust. Yeah, well, I mean, running backs. It all comes down to volume, right? If you could tell me a running back's going to be getting sixteen touches a week, he's going to be no worse than an RB two. Um, so yeah, I fully agree with you. I mean, let's switch gears and talk about. How about like the Steve element here? Steve basically traded his second next year for Adam's second two years from now and gained a fourth two years from now and Tyler Huntley. Was that enough or what do you guys read on this? I, this guy's got so many fucking draft picks. Who fucking knows? <laughs> like, like I'm at the point in time where anytime Steve is in a trade and he gets a draft pick. Yeah. I, I sit here. I'm like, okay, like you, how are you going to roster some of these guys? Well, do you think that's years. why? Do you think that's why he did it? Did he yeah. want to like kind of totally ease up? Yeah, okay. I, 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 it's one of those pieces where I want to see if Steve's going to start moving some of these picks for actual talent, or if he's going to truly go down the draft strategy. Yeah, well, I mean, logic I mean, says Jerry if you're going to move some some higher pieces to acquire bigger talent mm-hmm. and everything, and you have the draft capital, if you think you can strike while the iron's hot, go for it. And like yeah. use the capital you've gained to get people that you know are going to win now. I mean, I mean, Sam, Sam did the same thing. It's right, but it's where obviously the resources. It obviously doesn't make sense for Steve to do that right now while he's trying yeah. to oh, completely shed right. points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. for Steve, it was nice because I mean he's just rolling it over, and that's I think is really smart because he does have all these draft picks and people are going to start being like, well, you only have X amount of roster spots and you have all these draft picks that you can't have all these or whatever. And so I think it's smart. What's that? I was going to say, you sound like you have a personal experience from people (laughs) saying that to you. Oh yeah, I have. And it's yeah. like, (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) He'll understand it. And so I think it's smart. And honestly, if you're betting on a second round pick, like Adam, as we've seen, like his roster is, you know, he doesn't have a ton of depth, so an injury away, that second can be early. So I think that was a really uh, smart move by him. All right. Yeah, you guys talked me into it. And let's wrap up with the Chris part of this. He basically gets, presumably, an early second next year uh, for Damian Pierce. How do we feel about that? Um, I, I think that's a fair Pierce value. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Pierce is going to flood, you know, you know, first-round talent. So I think that's uh, for a guy that hasn't performed as well as everybody expected him to. Um, yeah, I think that's a, I think that getting an early second and moving a guy that you're questionable about, I think is a great turn. I agree. Can you guys hear me? My internet like just surged. Uh, you just came back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of similar to the Hollywood Brown trade for Chris. I think it's moving on from a player that, you know, it's questionable if he's going to be around when he's competing. So 
I think getting more draft capital is never a bad strategy in that situation. Um, anything else, or did I miss anything exciting in that 45 seconds? <laughs> no, that was just Sam was agreeing with me because I make yeah. very good points in this podcast, and I we all know I have the biggest potential of insight and opinion around here with all the homework I do before I get on this podcast. <laughs> um, very true. <laughs> the crash course with Uncle Tito's help does you well. Yeah, we do all right. All right. <laughs> all right, we got one more trade this week, and this one actually involved me. I got together with Zane for another deal this year. Uh, in this one, I received Kyler Murray and Joshua Dobbs. And in return, Zane received a 2024 first that is actually Sam's and a 2026 first that is mine. Uh, Sam, let's start with you. What is your takeaway on this deal? So I guess initially I thought you might have. I guess I'll say that I'm not a huge uh, Murray fan. Um, you know, November 10th is coming. Call oh, no. Call of Duty's coming out, and he's going to be fucked. But overall, I'm worried about, you know, he's coming off an ACL injury where he's best, you know, playing backyard football, scrambling. Um, but then I was thinking, like, you also, like, a big portion is you're getting Dobbs. And sure, he might not have, like, the longevity of what you'd want, but I'm sure if you guys saying what, what Dobbs costs, he wouldn't have accepted a third. So you got a second round value in Dobbs and then Murray. And to me, to give up two firsts for that, like that's a pretty awesome deal for you. Um, and then for Zane, it's all about not right now, but, you know, in two years. So Murray, you know, he probably isn't thinking highly of. So getting those first rounders, it's only going to help him when he – it's going to go for it. So it makes sense for Zane. So my question for you, Nick, did this trade yeah. go down before or after the Dobbs trade? Hmm. Uh, in real life? Yeah, in real life. It went down after. So we knew he was on Minnesota. Okay. So for you, this is a, I get why you paid the two firsts. Because yeah. you now have acquired two starting QBs. Yeah. And that is a, that's a big piece. When we look at like what this does for depth in roster and what you have access to, I think is it's, it's, it's pretty important when you say, Hey, I'm like, I need to have these extra pieces to make sure that should life say, Hey, it might not happen right now. You've got a backup plan. Deshaun Watson's one of those pieces where it might not happen right now. Yeah. I mean, Russell Wilson's on by understanding Dobbs isn't going to start this week. It's you have the option to rotate four starting QBs. That's a luxury to have that most people won't have the options with. And that is a big piece. And I mean, I, I'm with Sam. I'm not a big Kyler Murray fan. I, I, I don't like the fact that you got Murray and Dobbs. Dobbs 12 years in, moving a first for, for him potentially, I think is a little tough. But at the end of the day, if you're going to go win now and you're giving yourself options to play matchups and go on from there, obviously, you know, Lamar Jackson's to set it and forget it kind of piece yeah but when you can rotate between a struggling wilson a questionable deshaun watson you know and now adding josh dobbs into this mix it gives you the ability to continue to be competitive yeah to be off that too it's like it just gives you that flexibility right like who knows like maybe dobbs finds himself a starter next year and then it's like you can just flip him like we've seen how valuable 
um, quarterbacks are. So it's like, I think short-term and possibly long-term, like this deal can work out well for you. And Dobbs didn't play shitty when he was out yeah, in, totally. in Arizona. He had a, he had a dumpster fire to start with that, with being negative points, yep. but he said one, two, three weeks over 20, only one other week under 10 points. So it's, if it's kind of the, I expect him to be on the low end of the spectrum and say, if he gets me 10 points, cool. But when he goes off for 2025, outstanding. Mm-hmm. Like that just, that just says, yep, I feel better about winning this week. And yeah, it sucks to play the flip side. It sucks to play the matchup, but I mean, let's see what happens with Justin Jefferson. Let's see what happens with the Vikings on how they go over the next couple of weeks to be potentially competitive. But if you can get Justin Jefferson back, Dobbs takes a massive step forward. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when I did this trade, like Dobbs, I'd kind of like done like the mental gymnastics because I felt like I needed a quarterback for a couple of weeks and Dobbs was always out there as an option since Sane was looking to move him. But I'm, I was just pretty hesitant on him to be honest. And, but now that he's in Minnesota, they're one of the starting. most pass-happy offenses in the league. And, you know, presuming he's going to start. Who knows? Maybe this rookie who's starting this week uh, is going to lay the world. Have you seen him throw a ball more than five yards? Because I have not. I don't think he can. Wait, which guy? He's, Jaren Hall. Uh, yeah, he is not oh, really? good at all. He's awful. <laughs> like, Isn't he's he a rookie? I'm he's a yeah, He wasn't. Uh, but last week it was. Oh, yeah, he went three of four for 23 yards. And they were all like screens, I swear. Yep. He lost a fumble and he went for negative 1.18 points. Hmm. Well, so that gives me confidence. But yeah, I mean, I feel like Josh Dobbs could be sneaky just because this offense is so pass happy. So that's that's exciting. But for me, obviously, you know, I'm bringing Kyler Murray home. I moved him this offseason. He's coming back to my roster. And, you know, the way I see it is I feel like. I'm betting on him returning to his form. I thought, you know, the previous regime in Arizona wasn't great. And I feel like even though Arizona has the worst record in the NFL, we've seen reasons for optimism for what Gannon and this new coaching staff has kind of provided. So I'm hopeful that that'll translate. And, you know, what was it a year ago? Like Kyler Murray was like a top five, like startup pick. And like, I don't think you would think twice of moving or two first so i'm 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 hoping like it'll he'll bounce back to that and even if it isn't this year because of the acl injury and getting you know rounding into form with that like he's still what 26 right now so i have i'm hopeful that he'll be back at it in 2024 and beyond and help my team yeah i mean that we'll see what he brings back after the injury i mean this is going to be a he's got to bounce back because, I mean, there's a lot of people like Sam and I that don't have faith in his ability to show back up to this offense and run it as it needs to be. So I have a quick question for you guys. Let's hear it. Who do you guys feel more comfortable with between your three quarterbacks? Is it Murray, Watson, or Wilson? Man, we kill the swans. That's a fucking... Well, the so, fact okay. that we have to debate that well, it becomes questionable. But go ahead. Yeah, totally. Well, I mean, one I thing hate... I was going to say is just fun fact. I think Russell Wilson right now might be like the most disrespected player in fantasy. I'm not saying he's like a great NFL quarterback still, but he's still top 12 in quarterback scoring. And now maybe that's a testament that like everyone else like in quarterbacks like eight to like 15 is sucking ass. 
but like he's getting it done. So I don't know. Like I probably feel most comfortable in him because who knows what's going on with Watson and Murray's coming off the ACL. But I, I don't know. The Russell Wilson slander just irrationally bugs me. But what do I know? I mean, so so let's see if I can pull it up really quick. I'm not going to be able to because I'm going to make myself look like a fucking jackass right now. Um, We're just going to unintentionally make you stop. Yeah, no, which is which is good. Okay, <laughs> so so I went to pull up like who is the next four QBs after Russell Wilson? Yeah. When it comes to scoring leaders on the scoring, season. Yep. Okay. So. I, I fucking hate that I have to go down these. All right, stat boy, I've got it for you. So right behind him, in 12th place, we have Joshua Dobbs, the man, the myth, the mm. legend. Now, this one might surprise everyone. You want to guess who 13 is? It's Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I feel like Trevor Lawrence is, no pun intended, like the golden child. And he hasn't been too hot this year. And then you have Jordan Love, CJ Stroud, and Dak Prescott. Yep. So, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not saying Russell Wilson is godly by any means. Um, no, but he definitely has taken some fantasy hate with what he did in Seattle versus what he's doing in Denver. For sure. It's not for nearly sure. as flashy. Big time. But, yeah, I, I mean, I would say Russell Wilson. Would you guys agree or disagree with, with Sam's question? I would agree. Oh, God, that kills me. I don't know if I can say um... I I'm definitely not saying fucking Kyler Murray. And it's definitely not saying fucking Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I'm I mean, not, I'm not supplanting my flag in fucking Josh Dobbs. Like, gun to my head, <laughs> Russell Wilson all fucking day. I guess I would say Murray just in the hopes that nope. I'm not playing on the Cardinals would draft like Marvin Harrison Jr. or something. You're like, oh, sweet. Just got. Why are we oh, wait. Are you saying long term or this year? If it's no, like, term, oh, no like, like next year is what I'm Oh, saying. then Kyler Murray for sure. I'm still going to die on the Russell Wilson Hill. Okay. I'm not a Murray believer. That's how fuck that. This should tell you how much I don't believe yeah. in Kyler Murray and that fair. offense. How dare you? All right. Much, anything else just... over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else before we move on to our next topic? Nah, let's go ahead. And All right, move, great. Move it, so. Well, let's let's continue the quarterback discussion going because we've got like a very interesting quarterback carousel in the NFL. Uh, the biggest news, obviously, is you know Kirk Cousins. We got another Achilles injury. Jer is the new Achilles Reaper. Reaper. Two quarterbacks tearing his ACL uh, after he trades for him. That's that's not great. Uh, let's let's start with the Vikings and that specifically, since I think that has the biggest impact. But you know, obviously we mentioned Dobbs, but like, how are we feeling about? I mean, Sam, you got Hawkinson, Dan, you got the, the backfield, but then also Jordan Addison and you know even Justin Jefferson. Like, does this? change the timeline for him like does he maybe not come back like what's your guys read on the situation dan why don't we start with you um it's a downtick for everybody i mean kirk cousins is qb6 and everybody can give cousins shit for how fucking weird he is for showing up on quarterback with all his fucking weird ass fucking stuff but this <laughs> i actually team liked him on quarterback. oh he was fucking fantastic yeah but madison and acres are such a big question mark and I, I, this is the guy that owns them, that I don't feel comfortable starting either of them. Yeah. But watching Hawk, Addison, and Osborne go, and then if you can get Justin Jefferson back and be competitive from a schedule, and if Josh Dobbs can do what he did in Arizona with the better talent that he has in Minnesota, it's, it's a downtick. But I don't think it's necessarily as 
egregious as what people might think. Again, Dobbs has had one shitty week, one uh, two shitty weeks. We had two weeks under ten, but we yep. had three weeks over twenty. And and I mean, when you take personnel to personnel, I I will jump through my fucking microphone and punch you both in the face if you say that Minnesota does not have more talent than what Arizona has right now. Oh, unequivocally. Even yeah. if you're Justin Jefferson from yeah. the equation, I'll take correct. The which means that. that which means that this is a huge upgrade for Dobbs. And if Dobbs can do what he did with more talents, well, that's kind of a win. So I think I think this this is a small hit to pass catchers. It's a small uptick to the running backs, but I think overall those set themselves out. And I think you're getting just a small downtick from Kirk Cousins. Sam, what do you think? Are you scared with Hawkinson? Um, I agree with Dan in the sense of I think all the passers have a down tech. I do think out of the entire group, Hawkinson's has probably the smallest drop off just because, you know, traditionally tight ends have the easiest like passes in the offense. Quarterback's best friend. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, McBride's uh, the tight end for Cardinals, 14 targets, 10 receptions, uh, 95 yards. So, you know, Dobbs isn't shy. He's to a tight end lover. Tight end. Yeah. Tight so, end like, lover. That's good. The only thing I'll just, agree with Dan is that I think the running backs it's not up or down I just think not to be harsh like they're just kind of no trash. you can you can be harsh they're they're, 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 they're you pretty don't know trash what you, you don't know, know what to and get I, out of them yeah no totally and I own one of them in the other league and it sucks like they're just garbage so I don't think it's a up or down for the running backs and I think wide receivers it'll be okay I think them trading for Dobbs will not exactly rush Jeff uh, Jefferson back to play, but I don't think they'll be like, eh, you sit out a few weeks. Um, Cause I do think the playoffs are still in reach for them. And with this offense and how weak certain NFC teams are like, it's reasonable to go for it. So Sam being a hawk owner, would you have preferred that instead of Dobbs, that Jameis Winston came up here? Ooh, I mean, I probably would have wanted uh 30 for 30 just for the entertainment, oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's a, yeah, that's a good question. Famous just because Jamison can huck it downfield and Hawk's not a guy that's going to go down there. No, I mean, yeah, this, totally. Jamison is in this. This is a different conversation. Oh, this is like Jefferson's like wet dream. Like, wet oh, dream, 100%. Uh, but for the entertainment, you you got to see the thirty for thirty back on the field. That's for damn sure. You got to eat a win. I hate that he's not somewhere. <laughs> and you see like him like pump out his team. Like, have you seen those interviews of him? Like. <laughs> His teammates are so confused. <laughs> uh, James Winston, for me, I think is the guy that right now is getting the biggest shaft in the NFL. That man should be a starter on at least five or six teams. Well, let's Hold talk on. about this week, the QB matchups that we're going to see. So, you know, Dobbs is not starting this week, it seems. So it's going to be Jaron Hall again, taking on the Falcons and Taylor Heineke. Uh, Sam, sorry, Desmond Ritter might not be a thing anymore. I can't uh, believe no one wanted him. No one. No one. Uh, PJ Walker and Clayton Toon. Uh, it seems like Kyler Murray is not going to go this week, and obviously, feel, uh, excuse me, Watson might not be going. So PJ Walker, uh, the Browns and Cardinals. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, Kevin's boy, taking on Tommy DeVito oh. and Jordan Love versus uh, Brett Ripien uh, and the the Rams. I mean, it, it's. It's a brutal week, and it's also an awful bye week. So yeah. we might see some really, really crappy scoring across the board this week. 
It's it's fucking. This is a, this is one of those weeks where if you are anywhere in the PR field of mm-hmm. the NFL, you got to pray to God Taylor Swift shows up somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're right, it's fucking awful. This this might be the worst, the worst since we've started like paying attention to fantasy football. Yeah, QB situation that we've ever had between injuries and just the talent that's there. It's fucking awful. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, and it looks like obviously Jaron Hall, probably PJ Walker, probably Tommy DeVito, Brett Rippian. Like these are more spot starts. But like when you look at Taylor Heineke, I mean, Clayton Toon, we'll see what happens with Kyler Murray and maybe Aiden O'Connell. Like of those three quarterbacks, can any of them, and let's throw Joshua Dobbs in that, can any of those four, or do you feel confident in multiple or none of them, any of them, uh, becoming fantasy relevant the rest of so, the year? So let me get this straight. What you're asking is, are any of those four people going to do what Will Levis did last week? Well, yes. Maybe. I, no. No. Well, I think... just how about like a solid QB2? Yeah, I think Dobbs can and will. Yeah, but Dobbs isn't starting. Well, no, 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 I'm talking for the rest of the season. Oh, rest for the rest of the season? of the season? Yeah, uh, Dobbs Tyler would be the one Aiden, I would, yeah. Aiden O'Connell will throw Clayton Toon and Joshua Dobbs in that. No, Dobbs, Dobbs. Uh, Murray's going to come back. Toon's going to be out of a job next week and everything. Uh, no, this is this is Dobbs to to go with. Uh, it's, I mean, I want to see my big piece is uh, we just saw Tannehill's out. He's not starting. Yeah. Can Will Levis go against a better Pittsburgh defense? And is he going to be the real deal? That'll be very exciting. Thursday. That, that's what I tomorrow night is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, but I mean, what? So it, it just interests me though, because Taylor Heineke, we know all those star players on the Falcons. You know, Aiden O'Connell, like the the Raiders have a pretty decent offensive supporting cast, and then obviously Josh Dobbs. We talked about the Minnesota Vikings. Like, I'm kind of surprised no one or Dobbs. I get, but I'm surprised Heineke or O'Connell isn't getting any love. I, I mean, O'Connell, you can, yeah, he's got Devontae Adams. Great. Josh Jacobs is there to take some some piece off of it. Jacoby Myers has been better than he's ever been. Hunter yep. Renfro is the most expensive wide receiver three on the face of the planet that gets absolutely no <laughs> attention. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, they have the offensive weapons to say, hey, I can come out and compete. And when you look at Minnesota, Minnesota has better in each of those different pieces to it. But... It's not a far off tick. And I think everybody's written the Raiders off. And especially with the fact that we've had a head coaching and GM change. Is mm-hmm. anything going to change in the locker room? I think that's just a bad situation. There's not a lot of people that want to invest in what Vegas is putting out there. Do you have any thoughts, Sam? I still don't think they're, I mean, I haven't watched a ton of their, his game. So I don't have too much invested in it, but. I still just think of, out of all that group, it'll be Dobbs that'll be the most relevant. All right. I, I think I think O'Con- or Aiden O'Connell might. I'm not going to say be a stud, but I just think like he might turn ahead or two. I think that whole Raiders offense has nowhere to go but up. I think McDaniel's was a bum and really holding back everything. And I also think Jimmy Garoppolo, as we saw Monday night. Like those, that two combination was not great. So I'm excited to see how things look uh, with a change of face across the board at some of the key positions there. Not watching Devontae Adams get traded on trade deadline kind of hurt me. 
watching him give away like 30 points from two plays <laughs> was not fun either Monday night, let me tell you. Well, Nose Jones is on there. You can knows what that feels like. <laughs> All right. Anything on like the QB carousel in the NFL or just in general before we move on? No, I mean, it's, it's, this week's going to be a shit show. It's going to be an absolute shit show. There's going to be games that we are never going to want to see. But I mean, this is the NFL. This is where charging for depth, having four starting QBs really helps you. Well, all right. Before we jump into that, let's talk about, you know, we're through three out of the four weeks of out of conference, out of division games. And last week, the Avengers, they pulled off another win on the week, a little bit better than last week. They went eight and four. Overall, the Avengers are 26 and 10 on the week. Uh, Dan, to hit your arbitrary number of 75%, they need 10 wins this week. They need to go 10 and two. Um, how are we feeling about the, I guess, just the idea of the fourth playoff team? Is it still I mean, on the tables? Are we against it's, it? No, it's still on the table, dude. Like, I mean, when you look at the fact that we've got teams that are, uh, we've got four and five that are at 11 and five. That's a week of two and zero versus zero and two that they still have to overcome. That's three and one that we still have to watch these teams go with. Oh, by the way, that's just over the top team. That doesn't count the teams that are the the teams at two and three that are eight eight. This is a very 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 likely scenario that we're going to see. And unless Adam, Kevin, myself, I, or Stefan can step up and really have big big weeks this is it this is a this is going to come down to the last matchups between adam kevin myself and stefan and really one of us surmounting and saying nope this is my my division to take i'm going to get to buy i'm gonna give myself a 75 percent chance at fucking praying to god i win some money and we're gonna go from there how do you see it sam i don't know i feel I mean, obviously, I want that want it to happen, but I I feel like as the weeks go by, I'm less and less optimistic that it's going to happen. The big piece to look at, and, and Sam, what question you here is, is it's we obviously have to play each other five exactly. more times, and where you have to play yourselves five other times. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where it comes out. Is like, I mean, it's just insane that we have like our. The Avengers. It's, you are. I mean, have the five Jerry's eleven and five, and in fifth. You know, yeah, we, we don't have the said, rule that we don't have the rule that five teams can make it. But yeah, like to me, if, like that's crazy. if it ended, and all five would be better than the Justice mm-hmm. League right now. Um, and that's that's insane to think that we have to seriously consider: is this where we're at? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So I mean, is it likely? Yeah, definitely. But I do think once it's back to interdivision and you know who knows like maybe once justice league are playing each other like i mean are they gonna be like well it makes more sense if this player if this team wins like they might get cute and do that so you know like person who's in the lead will lose or win like i don't know like i just feel like it's very unlikely that it'll happen like i would say 25 percent that it happens yeah, I mean, we're looking at, I mean, just to look ahead. So week 10 is the only week that we really kind of need to maybe look at where I play Adam and then um, 
Kevin gets his bye that week with playing with playing Steve, but we're all gonna play Steve at one point in time, and it's yep. who catches buys because I still have Josh Allen still has to buy for me. I still have a week thirteen buy, and week thirteen, huh, I play Steve. Oh. Like so that is, commitment. yeah, the gods have helped me, but I, you know, Mac Jones buys in week 11. No, that's not bad, but I also play Chris in that week. So yep. who has buys against who doesn't is going to be a big factor that we're, that we're not even thinking about for what talent you're going to have and not have. And I think that's going to influence not just our division, but the other division as well as to who's going to win and lose and who's not. But I think, you know, Sam, to, to go back to you, I think that's going to make the biggest difference in who comes out of each division. Totally. Yeah. I, Dan, I'm curious. I mean, obviously last week, you know, for starters, you pulled off one of the biggest upsets this year yeah. um, on your birthday. Pretty awesome thing. Yeah, to that see was happen. super great to happen. But like when you look at the division, you're obviously right in the thick of it. Is there a team of the of those four in the Justice League that like is in the quote unquote driver's seat or feels good like to at the very least be one of the top two teams and make the playoffs or can you even really confidently say that at this point? I don't think I can confidently say it. I, Kevin's the guy that's done the most moving to mm-hmm. say, hey, like, I want to be the guy that's going to take over this division. Yeah. But is that truly the case? Is that something that we're going to see Kevin come out and say, yeah, this is me going through and getting this and taking care of business where you went out and you laid a fucking, I mean, you didn't lay a goose egg, dude. You got beat by the fucking 272 points. So you fucking did well there. <laughs> um but that's just a tough matchup. That's one of those ones where you go one and one and you shake your head and you be like, no, like I should have been two and fucking all. But that's fantasy football. You get beat. I think if you're you're Kevin, you're saying you're feeling pretty good. Um, Adam, I think, would say he's he's obviously the leader right now, so he feels good. Yep. I, I just went off for one of the biggest weeks I've ever had. So I feel good. And Stefan's a game behind going, well, uh, I've scored more points than every single other team I was just in this say. fucking division. So he's got to feel pretty fucking good. So no, I don't feel fucking confident in general about what's going to happen in this. And we're going to get to this in division by week bullshit. And I'm not going to feel great about fucking anything in this division the rest of the way out. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Sam, you said 30% chance you think it happens. Dan, what are your chance or odds you think of fourth place or fourth uh, At this point in time, I'm 50-50. I truly am. I want to see what happens this week where I said 75% has to be 75%. Yeah. Like, I think that that's really going to make my determination as to what we are truly going to see in this scenario. And when we look up some of the matchups this week, they're not nearly as cut dry as they could be, mm-hmm. but they are. Yeah, I, I think I'm less than 50-50. I think I'll just hedge and say 40-60 to go in between you guys. But oh, I way to be the politically correct host. <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's really it's really hard. Um, and I think like the monkey wrench in this is going to be is like, you know, at some point, you know, we've seen kind of Stefan maybe strategically sell the last couple of weeks while still contending. But do we see someone just say fuck it in the Justice League or the Avengers division? And sell off to like really just say fuck it. I'm not gonna do it. I don't want to be you know caught in you know without my you know dance partner at the end of the night. I want to just sell now and just not risk it because there is an advantage to doing that. You know, being the first person out. Um, if you wait till the last or second to last week, there might not be a market. So that's the that's the wild card I'm waiting for. Um, and will that happen? I, I don't know. But that could be a you know very big determining factor in this whole thing. And I do think it actually needs to happen. 
for a fourth place team to happen or a fourth uh, playoff team to happen. So I don't know if it will happen, but we'll see. We will see. All right. Anything else before we move on to the matchup picks for the week? No, I just I just want to highlight that I beat the shit out of fucking Nick Ruth. And on the flip side, Sam beat the shit out of every single one of us. Did Sam it was nine points in like three teams. Felt good. No, did Sam? Good. Did you want three hundred points? Did you think for a second you could get three hundred points? I honestly wanted two fifty, and then <laughs> I you hit you went over your projection by almost a full one hundred points. I think the more impressive thing is like. You had all those points, and you like basically set a perfect lineup. I don't yeah. even know what your mistake was, but like you missed out on like a half a point. Yeah, it was it was something just like simply stupidly dumb. Like it was like one player. Um, it was DeAndre Swift had fourteen point four, and Cooper Cup or not Cooper Cup. Um, Mark Cooper had fourteen point nine. Yep, there mm. it is. That's... Oh, what a tough, what a tough life to have where every single one of my people find the end zone in that game with some multiple times. It's fucking awesome. Wildly impressive. And kudos to you for shattering the record. Uh, Dan, for the last week, you and I went six and out was we went chalk and chalk was the end result uh, uh, for we, this. No, we, had to go, we had to go five and one. Did we? Who'd we go There's... five and one? With? Oh, I, yeah. Nick yeah nobody, obviously. nobody fucking picked me to win. That's right. Whoopsies. Wait, Dan, you didn't even pick yourself? No. It's a fucking team that's 12 and 2? That's Fuck true. No. I mean, that is the team to be, but. No, yeah. there was not a shot in hell that I was fucking going to beat Nick. And then My I had apologies. fucking. And then, you know, we have this random fucking. Josh Allen has a great game, which we expect. But D Hop goes for three scores. Mixon looks good. Gus Edwards finds the end zone three times. Like. I got. I started you, to think. I started a goose egg in Miles Sanders with two carries. And I was put just up 189 say, points. Yeah, that's wildly impressive. Um, so okay, five and one on the week. Uh, for the season, you are 36 and 12, and I am 35 and 11, trading or trailing you by one point. Uh, let's run through matchups, and we'll you start with. It, you got to keep it close these next two weeks, and then we get into interdivision, and all shit goes to hell. Yeah, where you just pick yourself every week for sure. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> if you don't believe you don't receive a wise man once said that all right let's move on uh nick so the first matchup we'll go with the easy ones uh nick ruth is taking on steve this week um does he lay two eggs in back-to-back weeks even if he lays the egg it doesn't think, fucking matter i think nick yeah. ruth is taking us ruth Sam? ruth yeah all right um, okay, I mean, we've seen Zane be feisty. He has one win on the year, upset Kevin. He almost upset Mr. Adam last week, but didn't do it. Can he pull off a surprise upset on Stefan this week? Dan? No. Um, <laughs> no, Tampa's going to Houston. Like, that's yep. that's all I need for to feel good about this. Three pieces there. And, I mean, Dallas is going to Philly, so you don't feel good about that. Vegas starting a rough QB, but they have the Giants. Um, There's a lot of things that say Stefan's not going to do it, but the fact that he's got three Buccaneers going to Houston makes me feel a lot better about this, so I'll take Stefan. Sam, any thoughts? You can just say Stefan. I'm going Stefan as well. All right. uh, Chris taking on Armand this week. It 
I feel like it might be closer than we might think initially when you factor in some of the buys and stuff this week. Uh, how do you see this factor one? In, factor in Germany. Germany. It's going down this week. Yep. I mean, and again, Armand's Miami, built around Kansas City. Really Miami, Kansas City. This is all Miami here. And yep. does the overseas piece play into a potential Armand collapse? Because if, if, if Miami doesn't show up, I mean, Tyreek Hill... Raheem Mostert and Tua, three of the most dynamic play- players in the league. Terry's got a good matchup against New England. Downs has a good matchup against Carolina. Daniel Jones should have a good matchup against Vegas. I feel a lot better about some of those pieces than Stroud at home against Tampa. Brees Young having a feisty Indianapolis team. Traylon Burks going Wednesday night with being overshadowed by Diop. I think Armand's just got too many pieces. I'm going to take Armand. Sam, any thoughts? Yeah, I, that Miami is just too good, and I think they're going to put on a show against uh, with the Germans, and so I'd go Armand. I think the one interesting thing when you look at Armand's team is, is Daniel Jones going to play this week? Um, Waller, we already know, is out. Um, it sounds like it might be a multiple-week thing. So, I mean, what tight end does he go with? Does he get the right pick? And then, you know, with some of the buys. I think Dimes is cleared. Is he cleared? He had a full practice today. Interesting. Okay. Well, scratch that. I, you know, spinal injury sounds like it would be more serious than it is, but apparently not. Um, Yeah, I'm going with Armand, too. All right. Now I think we get to a little bit more competitive games, at least more competitive teams. Sam, let's start with your matchup going up against Adam. What are kind of your thoughts on your team this week? Um, so I have no Christian McCaffrey or ETN, so that's a, that's a big hit. That's not big great. Hit. Yeah, um, that's not great at all. I have Burrow going against Buffalo. I think he usually plays pretty well um, against them. It's usually high scoring. Um, but then it's, I think it comes down to the probably the – Funnest game of the week is uh, Cowboys versus Eagles. All of CD, Hertz, AJB, Smith, and uh, Swift. Um, so that'll just be fun to watch in person. Um, you know, I have to start Demario Douglas, who maybe he does decent with uh, what's his face from Bait, the Patriots tearing his MCL. Kendrick Bourne. Uh, yeah. Um, I like me, so I'll go with my team. I'm really upset that for your team, Zeke didn't get traded. Like that who? Oh. Zeke. Like yeah. that would have just been a piece that you would have loved to have seen somewhere else. But I mean, I mean, he's got he's dead. Dead. He's, yep. he's not going to do much of anything, even if he w- was traded. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, on the flip side for for Adam Eckler at the Jets, a little bit of mm-hmm. tough. So Najee Harris hasn't been good all year. Um. It's just there's a lot of pieces on this Adam side that are not nearly as big named as what you have. And I think that's the that's the piece that kind of gets a little overshadowed. I mean, when you look at Mahomes, Eckler, Harris, Diggs, okay. But it's like, oh no, Burrow hurts. Yeah, the whole, whole Lamb, roster is Brown, that. Yeah, Hawk. Um, it's a sand pick for me. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't help. You know, we've talked about Adam's depth all year. And, you know, one of his best players, George Kittle, is on a bye. 
um, not even mentioning, you know, the injured Justin Jefferson. Um, I, I think if Adam's going to make this a game besides Sam underperforming, he, he needs like Kenny Pickett to go off or Najee Harris to go off, like someone like that um, that isn't really, you know, normally in their wheelhouse. But I'm going Sam as well. All right, two picks left in seven minutes because I have another pot to get to. Let's do this. All right, uh, let's do. We'll sit. We'll do Kevin and Jerry. Uh, Dan, why don't you break down how Jerry's team's sitting? Uh, I mean, Fields is not going to play, like yep. so we know that's not going to be the option. So he's got to turn to Kirk Cousins. No way, he's not playing. He doesn't right have there. a quarterback. No, he's not playing. No, he's he does not have a, a quarterback. And that's all I need to talk about in this roster and this matchup is Jerry literally fantasy reaped the one two three three eligible qbs that he had and then he just catches purdy on a bye um but if i'm jerry i'm nervous that brock purdy was maybe somewhat of a pretender and not a contender Mm -hmm. and that is a concerning piece to it howell has been phenomenal for kevin pukunakua kind of came back to earth a little bit um this to me like even starting justice hill for for Kevin is a, is a win. I don't think Kevin hits top points, but Kevin gets the one point that he needs to continue to be competitive in the um, in the division. So I'll take Kevin. Sam, can Jerry do it without a quarterback this week? No. And Jerry, I have a quarterback for you if you want to trade for him. Tyson Bajan. Hey. Tyson know, Bajan, come on down. We know Jerry listens. <laughs> Oh, you know, it, it wins are crucial, and Kevin doesn't have like a, you know, a great situation this week with his team with some of the injuries and you know buys that he's dealing with. So, um, but yeah, I'm gonna go Kevin as well. I think you know, at least right now, without the quarterback, it's really just hard to see a path for Jerry. Um, which brings us then to the last matchup, the pod rivalry matchup. Yeah. Dan, you and I are going up against us. Um, Sam, why don't you kind of unbiased, you know, start with uh, how you see this matchup breaking down between us two. All right, let's see. So, Allen, Jackson, I think both are, have good matchups against Seattle and Cincy. Although Cincy's defense has been awesome. I do, yep. I think Joe Mixon last week had, like, his best game in, like, 18 months. So that's <laughs> awesome for you, Dan. Pollard has been a disappointment, man. You have Ford, Nick, who's meh. Um, you know, this is bi week hell for me. Oh, shit, Nick. Yeah, you don't even have a second quarterback. No, he's in trouble. Although well, you have five quarterbacks. Well, I have Watson and PJ Walker. Oh, which I'll probably sub in one of those, but right now I just don't feel confident right. with either. Um, you know, Dan, your buys. Who's your biggest person on buy? I'm don't, actually, no, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty clean solid. this week. Um, so that's a huge benefit for, benefit for you. Paul um, going against the Chargers is, I think, a good uh, matchup. Um, so for me, when I did this, I had you winning, Dan. Yeah, Dan, this is an, it's, yeah, it's an interesting piece to it. I think the big question becomes is, is so Mixon appeared on the injury report today where he hasn't where he didn't yesterday with a chest injury. So I have some cause for concern there. Um, D-Hop obviously carries the questionable tag with the toe, but he's had that for the last couple of weeks, so I'm, I'm confident with that going in. Um, my big concern is going to be what am I going to get out of Mac Jones? And is Miles Sanders somebody that needs to be on my bench? 
And then am I flipping the coin between Madison and Akers with who's going to get the target share and who's going to help out? Joshua Kelly had a great week seven, but on the, I mean, he found the end zone, had a couple big rushes. Um, Gallup carries a questionable tag. I have a lot of interesting pieces that I'm not 100% sure on. And Nick's got a couple bigger names than I have, but is Adams going to be the focal point? Is DeMarcado going to get his work? You know, what does Nick do with JSN? Um, I, I basically need Gus Edwards to have a big week. I need Hopkins to have a good Thursday and I need Brees Hall to put up 30 points. That's, that's where I feel confident in me saying my name. And that's a, a decent stretch. Yeah, I mean, this week just sucks for me. Um, tough matchups, you know, so many players on buys, some injuries, which aren't great. Like, I need, you know, this is a week that Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, and probably Devontae Adams, like, those three, like, need to get me, you know, 80 points between them for me to have a chance. Um, I'm just, I'm not too optimistic with some of the, you know, if I have a late injury pop-up, like, this is a pretty fucked up week for me so i'm going with you dan i just i do not feel confident i i know the points project me but i think they're being a little bit generous with how my team's sitting right now um yeah so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna cast or curse or anything like this i feel that the last time we had a buffalo cincinnati game in prime time which was the most hype game we had we almost watched somebody die and too soon too soon no no i i think this is a complete run through of what we expect and we're going to see Buffalo and Cincinnati just put up a ton of numbers and having Allen and Mixon on my side, I feel like is a big, big win for me. And I'm also starting Tyler Boyd in there. So I'm going to, I'm going to chalk this up and say, I win this on Sunday night. All right. Hard to argue with it. Well, that's all she wrote for this week of the pod, Sam. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate yeah, you jumping on and fun, having some fun with us. And, you know, Absolutely. anyone anyone else that ever wants to be on the pod, you know, just, just let me know. We'll, we'll, we always could use a, you know, a tripod, a third tripod member uh, with how things usually shake out for us. So just, just let me know and maybe we can keep the guests flowing. Uh, but thanks for listening, guys. And, you know, best of luck this week, except for you, Dan. Fucking yeah. Dan. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>